Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans and those normally forced to listen. However, I'm hoping today's not that day because I'm back with my friend and yours, Chase, aka That Gay Jedi. Get ready, it's time to drink up. Welcome back to Pink Milk. I am your host, Brian, and normally, my better half and your better host, Thomas, is here with me for Pink Milk Husband and Husband. However, today's not that day, because I think he was forced to listen a little bit too long for the book of Boba Fett, and uh, he's taking a little breaky break. But that means I get to sit with my friend Chase again, and um, we all had a a lot of fun last week, right? Oh my god, I have to tell all of you, this is so hard without Tom here. Or anyone, I'm sitting here in a room by myself with Roxy, our oldest puppy. And it feels really weird talking to yourself. At least does for me. So anyways, um, let's just cut to the chase. Let's get to the conversation with with Chase because it's really great. And uh, I'm excited for all of you to hear part two from our conversation last week. And um, before we do that, though, I do want to give a shout out to Amarala Helps. It's a great initiative using GoFundMe to help raise money for Equality Texas to help fight against all of the horrible bigotry being thrown to our trans youth there in the state of Texas and so many other places. It's just really sad. As we said last week, I think, uh, unfortunately, it feels like we're going backwards instead of forwards. But uh, we're going to keep fighting to move forward because this dude's too old. And I have been behind for a long time, and I don't want to go back there. And I certainly don't want a world for my children's future to be back there either. But anyways, uh, I hope this conversation is a lot of fun. It's enlightening. It um, Honestly, if you're a parent, I really think this is a very helpful thing. It was helpful for me as a parent to listen to someone with a different experience than myself. And... Um, Realize that my children, which I should already know, but sometimes we need to be reminded that our children are going to have a different journey than us. And uh, this is a great example of a child with a different journey than their parents. And um, honestly, it was really beautiful. So I'm looking forward to you listening to it. And here we go. Drink up. And we're back again with our dear friend Chase. How was your week? Hello. Oh, it was fabulous. It hit like literally just up and out. It felt like it was two minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> just whiz by. I don't even remember anything that happened. All right. So um, where we left off last week is talking 
about your journey. And do you care to go into some of that? Yes. Oh my gosh. Have things like the MCU, Stranger Things, Stars helped you with any of those things? Yeah, I think, yeah. Characters, stories, Yeah, I think Star Wars really did a lot because like Star Wars is the embodiment of binaries and breaking of binaries more than any other ip like that's just so star wars so and i mean star wars i mean the characters are what make star wars you know what i mean like such amazing characters so i think that star wars definitely has been a huge part of my like gender journey um i have a video coming out on it soon uh, a conversation i had with pencil scratchins aka rebecca um where we both kind of talk about star wars's influence on us and those journeys um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just the nuance of the characters, the the binaries or breaking of binaries that exist in Star Wars that have like kind of prompted those internal like, you know, thought processes and self-awareness and questions. What is that? Yeah, I mean, again, like we said last week, I'm just I'm good for a minute of listening to podcasts about all those TIE fighters or which kind of X-Wing this is or what model of Star Destroyer there is. Like, right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Give me a six-minute YouTube video on it. I'm here for that, but I don't want to talk right. about it or listen to it for an hour. Right. Um, this stuff is so amazing because that is why Star Wars is what it is. Yeah. That's why the masses come back to it, and that's why it yeah. is endured for so long and 40 years later we're just starting and it's amazing to me isn't that wild Um, that's so wild (laughs) especially for you because you like you know you've been there since the beginning so that's just it's just wild i literally did not think about it until and i think tom and i were recording a podcast i think we were right Mm -hmm. there and tom was like yeah it's just really kind of starting and i should have been smart (laughs) enough to think about it that way (laughs) but i am not i was like oh my God. And also the book of Boba Fett, because I spent a lot of time with you during the book of Boba Fett, girl. Jeez. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, hanging out with you was fantastic, but I, that is, I'm not going to lie. It's been really, really hard on me. Right. Tom and I have taken a little break from husband and husband because I overdid it mm. because I didn't like it. And I'm also yeah. kind of mourning. And that sounds so privileged and so whatever, no, but whatever. Like, no. I, I think as a really, fan, you're allowed to mourn. Yeah. I just did not like it at all. Yeah. Like at all. <laughs> I have no interest in ever watching it again. I'm sure I will. Maybe I'll enjoy it better next time. But it was really hard on me, you know? Yeah. And I feel like we're always really positive about Star Wars, which I love. So hopefully we're still positive about it. Even when I'm talking about the things I don't like, I really, I hope to God that I'm still positive about it. Yeah. Um, but. It was hard. So I also really appreciate this because it's not about Star Wars. And I just, I need, for the first time ever in my entire life, I need a little breaky break from Star Wars. I'm not hey, going to lie. that's healthy. Um, that is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, good. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. Um, but I can say that my journey into fatherhood, I've spoken about this many, many times, has watching Din Djarin go through a similar journey has really been mm. helpful for me to help process some of the things that I didn't know how to process because they were very right. new experiences. Um, and that's been really healthy for me to do it in front of a microphone. I don't know why I never yeah. thought I would, but it's been really yeah. helpful. I feel more open and vulnerable yeah. 
on YouTube in a podcast than I am in real life. Yeah, no, it's, that's that's I get that. I I feel a lot more like accountable, you know, for how I use my words and how I use my you know, how I share opinions and how I think about things. I feel like there's a lot of accountability when you do it in a public mm-hmm. space, whether it's like one person watch, watching you, you know, literally just one person watching you um, or hundreds of mm-hmm. thousands of people watching you. I think it it builds certain like, I don't know, certain just like ways of being that I think are really healthy and fascinating. And I think you, I learned so much about myself every day just from making things. And that goes from making things on, on like a, on a private level too. I mean, literally just like it, it's sketching something like, you know, I think it's just like the inherent power of creation, right? Anything you're creating is going to, is going to like teach you things about yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you do it within a fandom environment um, and you know, if you're lucky enough to have a, just again, even one person watching, there's a lot of, um, a lot of things you can learn about yourself through the, through the context of the stories you're talking about. I yeah I agree so much. I I'm very appreciative for the podcast and what it's brought me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you and Mark and M and even like the way Tom and I interact mm-hmm. um our listeners like the friends I've made it's just it's really really impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh so last week we learned the term snapback. So thank you for that. It's been an educational <laughs> <Welcome>. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um and you were like i'm out now and i'm gonna be totes masculine and yeah, yeah. these things girl <laughs> yes so <laughs> i'm sorry that could be again don't come at me and i know that can be insensitive um but also it was funny um <laughs> so how what is this journey been like for you how did you find the words how did you find the way to process it how did Mm. you in your relationship with your family and your partner and all those things like this is this is when and and to go back to you define when i asked who chase is Mm -hmm. chase is this person attached to all these other people so that is a mindset that you have yeah. That's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. That during these things, was there even a minute of you by yourself? Do you have that ability or are you someone who thinks about all those people around you? No, I think is- I I think I do both. I think I do both. I mean, I'm I think I'm I don't know. I think everyone's a little bit inherently selfish, but like I I think I like and not in a bad way. I think it's good. I think you everyone should be a little bit selfish. Mm-hmm. Um but no I was it was it was pretty insular. I think it was it's always I don't know with it was interesting. With my sexuality, I really thought of that in context of my family for sure. Um and I think it was my age and I think it was just, you know, it was um it was something that was like always kind of like on my radar. But my gender identity wasn't really I didn't really understand it. I didn't understand. I didn't see it as being on my radar until recently. Um, so I think that when I was going through that, I was really thinking about it in relationship to my partner. So I was thinking about it myself, but I also was like, okay, well, what does this mean for my partner? And like, will my partner get it? And will my partner accept it? And will my partner support me? You know, all that kind of stuff, which I mean, mm-hmm. not, not in a way where I was holding my partner in a, in a, in a small place or in a, in a bad light, but you know, it's just a natural thing. So i um, happy to report he's great. 
many 100% supports. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, sexuality is more co- in context of thinking about myself and also myself with family. Um, gender, it was myself, myself with partner, for sure. How did how did you get there? Like, we're, like, this is, I think, a really wonderful and important conversation to have. Again, like we've mentioned last week, we were talking about like parents and, mm. you know, honestly, we have a lot of parents that listen to this show. I love that. And, Hi, parents. Oh my God. Yeah. I am like beyond appreciative. Like I think so it's cool. really amazing. Like, yeah. I mean, do you mind sharing some of those things for like oh, yeah. that parent that did not go through it? Yeah. But might have a child who did. Yeah. Or will do. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or maybe yes. a parent themselves, you know, um, <laughs> like I think, you know, I think about parents who, who accept themselves later in life and, and, and transition however that may be, because then mm-hmm. there's so much, there's so much to think about. Um, right. not that there isn't for everybody, but like, like the minute you become a parent, it's really never about you anymore. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you're a good parent. And <laughs> every step that I take, how is this going to impact my children? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or not that it's going to stop anyone from from doing what they need to do. But now it's like, okay, I'm going to make these steps. How do I prepare my children to be able to handle this? That's mm-hmm. like the way you know, and it's. Um, how how was this journey for you? How did you arrive there? How long has it been in the back of your mind? Um, for those specifically for those parents who listen to this podcast. Yes, yeah, and that's and that's and you're in like speaking strictly to like the gender journey of it all, not yeah. sexuality. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think. Well, first of all, I'll say the whole thing has been so much easier than I thought it would be in my head. Not, I'm not talking about externally. I'm talking internally. It has been so much easier than I had thought, but that's also why it's been so confusing. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, it can't be this easy to just kind of like identify how I want to identify. It can't be that, it can't be that easy. Um, but, you know, growing up, it I was always teased as a kid for like wanting to be a girl. And I was like, why? I was like, I don't want to be a girl. I just want to fucking vibe. <laughs> I just want to be Jeez. Yep. And um, and it bothered me so much, not because I didn't like girls. It did bother me because I didn't want to be a girl, but I also didn't necessarily like disagree with the person who was saying that because I know I knew I also I don't think I really wanted to be a boy. You know what I mean? So it was just it was just always like that was from a young that's like the earliest, I guess. I can remember just being like, okay, no, I just want to vibe. I just want to be, I'm going to say vibe a lot, by the way, just heads up. I'm going to use that word so much (laughs) because I think my, my gender is vibe at this point. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So there's that as a kid, Um, I related a lot to music from the women's perspective, but at the same time, I also would have like, like men's music where I was like very into it. So it was always like, I always felt like I identified like, and I mean, like deeply identify, you know, it kind of feels stupid to say, because I think a lot of people, especially queer people just identify with music from whatever POV. Um, I think we're just good at that um, as queer people. Um, and everyone is, you know, music is that is music for a reason. Um, but I just remember explicitly the gender jumping out to me as like a young music fan. Um, and then, you know, I think, okay, so this really, this is okay. This is like, uh, 
shameful story, but in a way that's, I think, very important to talk about. I'm very, I'm always very eager to like share embarrassing, cringy things from my past that hopefully teach people because, uh, yeah, I think it's important to own. Um, but like when I was eight, 19, I think I was a 19, I was taking a women in religious studies course and I was, I mean, I was, again, I was fresh, kind of fresh out of, you know, sophomore year out of Catholic school K through 12, which was very, as you can imagine, binary. Um, like we weren't even allowed to take people of the same sex to prom even as friends, like it was just not, you had to buy a ticket with someone of the opposite sex, which can we talk about that? <laughs> that is insane. It happened to me too. 100%. Isn't that bonkers? Like what, what? Like even as friends, like it's not only like promoting, like it's like, it's like shaming, like, like just being, being single, single, which is insane. Yeah. Which has just been bonkers. And then on top of that, it's deeply homophobic and transphobic and bad. But anyway, so yeah, Catholic school, K through 12. Right. And when I was in, this class sophomore year, I remember people were talking about like gender on a spectrum and me as like a privileged at the time, cis identifying little white gay boy was like, was like, I don't really get that. Like at 19, bitch, that wasn't that long ago. That was not that long ago. That was 2014. Like, and I was sitting in that class and I was like, I was like, and I didn't say a word because I didn't want to be that person. Like I didn't, I wasn't that in my beliefs where I was going to fight that. But internally I was like, I don't really get that. I was like, what does that mean? Like there really is only a man and a woman. Isn't that wild? Okay. So again, not proud of that story, but I think it's an important story to share because I think a, a lot of us hold on to gender beliefs in ways that we're not even aware of. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't, when I was having those thoughts to myself, I wasn't aware, I was not aware that they, how cringy they were. <laughs> it's now where I can look back and be like, woof, I really thought that. Um, so, and I think that's important in my gender journey as like a cornerstone of my journey because it shows why it shows why it wasn't on my radar. And that's why I think I'm sharing the story for the parents because we have to like normalize the fluidity and spectrum of everything in life. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise kids grow up and young people grow up, not even like being so far on the other side that they don't even know who they are. Do you know what I mean? I was so far on one side that I was quietly dismissing the idea of more than two genders or lack of gender at all. Um, or embrace of, of, of no gender, you know, however people want to identify. So a lack, I lacked that awareness so hard um, that it inhibited me from being able to like come into my own until, you know, this, this past, these, these past two years, which has been awesome, you know, better late than ever as always. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's an important story to share. Um, also exploring my fashion sense was a huge part of it. Um, one time Lady Gaga asked me my pronouns <laughs> and I, I she literally that. was like, she goes, what are you, this is like back when this is like in 2018 or 19 where Lady Gaga like went on this pronoun bender and she was just asking everyone their pronouns. And she was like, I am going to be woke queen of the world. And I love her for it. And she asked me <laughs> my pronouns. And I was like, I was like, I was like, I said, he, him. And I remember as soon as those words left my mouth, I felt not good and I regretted it. And I was like, I can't believe I just told my mom that. <laughs> yep. I was like, I can't believe I just told Mother Monster that I identify as he, him, because I don't think I do. So, you know, even when she's not meaning to, Mother Monster guides us 
Lady Gaga guides us always and forever. So hopefully I can tell her that story one day because that was a huge part of it. I mean, it's so absurd. It's such an absurd story. But I we really wish she taught me. She taught me a lot about myself in that moment. <laughs> okay. It's totally not absurd because that is like that. Look, you don't even have to love Lady Gaga to know that she's Lady Gaga. She is that bitch. Yeah. And who yeah. gets to actually speak to her? And you did. Right. That is an, yeah. an experience all in itself. And I think the fact that you were even able to with yourself. Oh, I don't like the way that sounded is profound. Like it's profound oh, to yeah. your parents. Yeah. It's profound to your partner. It's profound to your friends. It's profound to you and your self-confidence to even allow yourself for that, which is why I am so glad that you even shared your cringe moments. And I think it's important to share yeah. cringe moments today yeah. because of some of the things we were talking about last week on yes. the internet specifically, you, like yes. people in speaking to you, which this has been great. Cause I know you even more than I did before, but like you really loved yourself to get there. So when lady Gaga mm. asks you that question, <laughs> you love yourself enough to be okay that that didn't fit. And what happened yeah. after that? Like, did that like kickstart? Like, did you hit the turbo, the turbo boosters on no, yourself? What's so weird is, is I think, okay. So I think I literally think star Wars kickstarted it. I'm trying to figure it out because like Gaga was in 2019 and I like did my deep dive back into star Wars in 2020. And I just remember when Gaga asked me that I remember I literally was like, Ugh, I cannot believe I just told her that because I asked her her pronouns back and she was like, uh, whatever. <laughs> her answer was whatever. And and I was like, I don't know. So it just it always like left me feeling a little bit bittersweet because I was like, oh, my God, I just got to talk to Stephanie Germanata. But then I was also like, wait, I just lied to Stephanie. Germanata. <laughs> um, so it, it was it was just an odd feeling. Right. But then I, I honestly think it was once I started getting into fandom and maybe maybe it's not Star Wars specific. Maybe it's just fandom as a whole and meeting other queer people and and watching Star Wars stories through a queer lens that that's what kind of really kickstarted it. And then I was able to revisit that moment with Miss Gaga and be like, oh, that's why that felt so odd. Do you know what I mean? I was like, that's why it felt so weird. And it was also too another thing, too, I think that's really important to talk about more and more these days is that like non-binary Identifying as non-binary can look like anything. And I think that there's this like this like idea that if if to be non-binary, you have to like constantly wear gender non-conforming clothes and you have to like grow your hair out and always wear like half makeup, half no makeup. You know what I mean? And shop at like a local bodega in Brooklyn. Like I think there's this idea of what non-binary is that had like and first of all, that is the light. That's the goals. So that does sound great. I'm not <laughs> casting judgment. That is, I hope to attain that way of life one day. Um, but it was like it was, you know, it was kind of like surrounding myself with more que queer people, people, and fandom, and meeting oh God, other non-binary people. <laughs> I know. I think people. maybe we should adopt that. <laughs> um, meeting more people in <laughs> fandom. <laughs> <laughs> and meeting more like people who identify as non-binary um, was was something that I was like, oh, like I got to see more, see and experience and engage with and communicate with different kinds of people and people who live their end being fantasy in different ways. And I was like, oh, I can still, you know, I mean, first of all, there are days where I like to queer up my outfits more than anything, right? 
But I also was born and raised in San Diego. And sometimes it's just nice to wear shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> but sometimes when I wear shorts and a t-shirt, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm not, a, I don't get, I, you know, I don't, I don't deserve to call myself non-binary because I'm wearing gender conforming clothes. Does that make sense? But that's not true. But that is like how that's like the right, the preconceived notion about what being non-binary means. And it also comes back down to something that I think all queer people can identify with, which is you like when you first come out, you I well, when I first came out, I didn't want to be perceived as straight, right? Mm-hmm. And I was so focused on how I was being perceived, which I think all queer people queer people which I think all queer people, people yeah, people are um, we're all taught to like from the earliest of ages, which is so sad. We are taught to be hyper aware of how we're being perceived and edit accordingly. And I think that when I when I've gone through sort of my non-binary fantasy journey, I was I kind of still do that sometimes. I'll wear shorts and t-shirt and I'm like, well, I'm not being perceived as non-binary. So do I deserve to be non-binary? Like I have to be perceived as non-binary. Like I'm kind of in that like coming out stage where I was at when I was 18, where I was like, I have to be identified as straight. I want I mean as gay. Oh my God. Oops. <laughs> I have to be perceived as gay, you know? So I don't know. I just say that to say, because it's important. It's another one of those things that's important to talk about. Like non-binary can look like anything. Non-binary is a a gender in in general. It's just a vibe. You know, it's however you vibe. If you vibe more on one side of the spectrum, if you vibe on another side of the spectrum, if you vibe in the middle, if you don't vibe at all with gender, you know what I mean? It's all valid and it can look like anything you want it to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, I love all of that. And I think that should go for every single person. Mm-hmm. You can be straight however you want to be. You can be queer however you want to be. It doesn't yeah. need to look like anything. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, you could be exactly. You could be straight and you could be wearing dresses. You could be gay and you could be wearing very gender conforming clothes. I mean, it, yep. listen, as long as you're doing it with peace and love and respect, just mm-hmm. do whatever you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's like, I think one of the best things about being queer is I think we learn earlier in our lives that everything is just a vibe everything is fluid everything can change day to day you know what i mean yep and you embrace all of it i mean i'm with you i live my i i i think for me i'm like i live my life loving myself and being good to those around me and Mm -hmm. uh always try my best to come from a place of contribution that's yes. my word for it. Like always. I love that. Like always. If I'm gonna if I if I see someone like a Gina Carano, oof. <laughs> as hard as it might be, or even a Donald Trump or people like my father, like yeah. I am not someone who is going to go on the attack from take this person down, get them removed. Like I I love that those people are out there. I think it's very yeah. important. I right. am the person who's like this is what you're doing wrong. This is how it's being perceived. Do you want to be perceived that way? Here are some yeah. other options. And right. I go, because I am not, af- I am, Brian Barry is not yeah. afraid to ever go at anybody. I will come, I am, look, I know I'm a very opinionated person. Like I get right. it. And right. I think I know I'm so opinionated that I'm also totally comfortable of having my foot in my mouth sometimes because that happens a lot when you're, an opinionated yeah. person. Yeah. So those are the times don't double down. Oh, I was wrong. And that's okay. And also yeah. allow people appreciate that someone has an opinion. Cause there's a lot of people in the world who just go and say nothing. Yeah. Sometimes right. I wish you would say nothing, but like, there, I, 
I value someone saying something even if I completely disagree with them than the person who doesn't. Personally, that's my I own, get what you're like saying. Yes. Vibe. Yes. Um probably because as a queer person, I felt like I had no voice for so long. I don't ever want to take somebody mm-hmm. else's voice away, even if I don't agree with it. Yeah. No, I yeah, that, that's I think that's important. Yeah. Um Yeah, I uh, that's just not me. Now, if that's I, you on the other side, yeah. Okay. That's how you carry yourself is not my business. Right. It's really right. not my business. Right. And how you think I carry myself really isn't my business either. That's my business. And not anybody else's. And hopefully that shines through in everything that I do. And yeah. that's where like hopefully my being myself is a contribution to you. My being a being shouldn't take away from you. And again, I say that mm. as a queer person because for so a good half of my life, my queerness took away something from your straightness. I don't get that. Yeah. Never got it. Who I am has nothing to do with who you are. Mm-hmm. But I, as a queer person, can't come back at that and ask something different, if that makes yeah. sense. And sometimes I really want to, because sometimes it's really hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard. You know, I think... um and I, I love, like, honestly, I think about the, my tattoos are really important to me mm. because as a queer person, I saw people who were very religious all around me who I thought cared about me and took the cross off when it was just the two of us. Right. And we would vibe. <laughs> and then public came and they put the cross back on and I felt said really horrible things. And yeah. they were placating who they needed to be in whatever situation it was. Right. And I saw a lot of my queer friends who were out, but then could hop back in that closet. Sometimes mm-hmm. for safety, and you had to. Right. And I never liked that. Right. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I can't be that. I understand. Well, the church people, whatever. I have no, no, nothing to say to you. But like the <laughs> queer person who hops back in the closet for safety or for the safety. comfort of their home. Oh, yeah. I understand. And right. I will always respect that. I was never like that. Yeah. Ever. I don't care where I was. I was out and I was proud. If that meant I might not come home that night, well, then I was going to go out as a queer person. I wasn't going to go out as a closeted straight person. If that was my right. last night of living. That's the way it was going to be. Mm. Not everyone is like that. And I respect that. But like my tattoos are there very much that for me of they're very religious. They're very spiritual. They say a story for me and for me there. So when I look in the mirror, I never forget who I am Mm, mm -hmm. and I can't stop being myself. It is now a permanent part of my being. Yes. Yes. So I have to stay true to myself and they're my physical reminder to be true to who I am. Yes. Now I can change sometimes. Hopefully we all change. We're never the same, but I see that. And I hope this comes out the way I want it to of pronouns in bios, like on Twitter. I know that is a huge conversation for a lot of people still like, let's move past that. Mm. But pronouns in bios, whether it's on your name on after dark, if it's in your Twitter bio, it is a way of saying, I am who I am and I'm really proud of who I'm going to be. And I'm not hiding from you because you don't think that this can exist. Yeah. I think people who also put them are also, I stand by my friends. 
that you might not understand what it is, but I stand with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think they're a declaration and I'm really proud that they're a declaration. I'm also proud that it's a conversation. I am not that. So I know it's probably easier for me, but at least it's a conversation and voices are being heard. And that's how change comes. Yeah. If nobody was talking about it, then you know what? You didn't exist. And I know that sounds really horrible, but you exist and you are here and you're going to have your voices heard. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I, these cowards that have something to say, the, the bravery that it has to come from putting that out there and putting yourself in the line of fire. Oh yeah. Has to be scary. Like what, what was that like? Because honestly we saw on pink milk, we saw your pronouns change like live Live watching. Oh my God. Like live watching. And I was really proud of that. I was, that takes tremendous courage. And again, and I'm going to say thank you to all the people around your life Mm. for one, creating you to be that confident and helping guide you down those roads that made you that way. I think it's really wonderful and it's an opportunity. I'm going to say thank you to your partner for being the kind of person that allows that, that you feel safe enough to have those things. Of course you had your worry, you know, not worry. That's that you, you had your questions, which you shared about because you're a person. Exactly. And also I want to say thank you to society that made it safe enough to do something like that too. For all yeah. the tr- for all the trash, all the <laughs> yeah, it's still yeah. there's other stuff there too, and right. I always want to be someone who acknowledges that. Love that. That's always, a, yeah, yes, um, yes. So, what was that like? Like, I mean, what 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 was that like? I remember the conversations that we had before yeah. and after. You know, yeah. that was just you know what else. Uh, uh, yeah. I well, first of all, can I just say about the the pronouns and bio thing? I think is like one of my favorite parts about pronouns and Twitter bios. I mean, any bio anywhere you put it is that mm-hmm. you can edit it. Like, I just think that's like such a fun meta thing, right? It's like you can go into your bio and you can change your pronouns. Like that speaks to the gender experience, you know, or a gendered experience. It's just you can change it. You can switch it up. You can do it day to day. You can do it year to year. You can do it like era to era if you're a pop diva. So I think. <laughs> I think that's one of the most beautiful things about it. Um, but I don't know, you know, I mean, I have a lot, I have a lot of privileges in my life that make, made it, I think, easy, easier for me to do than maybe other people to do um, when it comes to like proclaiming my um, non-binariness. So I want to acknowledge those first and foremost, but um, outside of that, it was a little bit, I mean, it was a little bit scary, but this thing happened when I came out as queer when I was 18 that I was like, I was like, I understand the importance of coming out, but I also am like, I don't like coming out. Like I don't owe anyone shit. Like they'll find out or they'll, they won't find out. They'll assume whatever they want to assume. But it's not really about them. It's more about, I want to know how I identify. I want to know myself like deeply and intimately. Um, so I think with like the gender stuff, I, I, I really only cared about it for me, which was a nice, it was a nice way to kind of come out again. Um, on my own terms, in my own way, because I don't feel like I got to do that when I came out. I kind of was not outed, but I was, I was, I don't know. I, f- I feel like I kind of had to come out before I was necessarily ready to. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, 
So with this, I really got to be selfish with it. And I just got to kind of go through it myself. I got to talk about it with, you know, my queer counsel. I think that's what we would talk about a lot where it's Mm -hmm. like my like some of my best friends, um, Arabella and Beza and my partner, Blake, you know, I would talk about a lot about it with them. And I was like, guys, something's happening. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what's happening, but something's happening in my little brain, heart and mind, body and spirit. And, um, and they were always very, very supportive and they helped me sort of like believe in myself, like they, I, I really was able to sort of like be like, oh, I'm valid in the in my experience right now, and things are as fluid as I feel like they are, you know. So it was nice to be affirmed in that. Um, I mean, I don't know. Ever since I've kind of come out, I I haven't even like you know, I don't really tell anyone. I, I I tell people if it comes up, but outside of that, it's like whatever. Because I mean, first of all, also I will say people make a. a a big to do to do about pronouns and I love it. And it's so respectful, but sometimes I'm like, I don't need like, and I mean, in terms of like people like, Oh, is it okay that like, I'm calling you this? And I'm like, girl, if it wasn't okay, I would tell you like, it's like so kind and it's so respectful, but I'm like, I'm like, we don't like, I'm non-binary because gender to me is like, it's important in context of like, first of all, violence, you know, gender-based violence and discrimination is important, but other outside of that, it's like, no, gender is like a fun thing that everyone gets to play with. Right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's both serious, but also not serious. Um, I don't even know if I'm answering your question at this point, but you know, it was, it was no, hard in some that. contexts. It's not hard in others. Um, it's fun to see how some people pick up on it or don't pick up on it. You know, some people I'll be like, Oh yeah. Like I identify as non-binary now the pandemic shook rattle and rolled me and I <laughs> understand myself on a deeper way. And they'll be like, Oh, I've always kind of like seen you like that. And I'm like, Oh, I love that. That sounds like mm-hmm. I love hearing that. Um, and then some people like, you know, I just went on a, a little girl's trip with some friends from college and one of them, didn't know sort of like that journey. Cause like, just cause I don't talk to her as often and, and I don't nope. like lead with that. I don't want to, you know, it's indulgent for, I, I feel like it's indulgent for me to just be like, Oh, let me talk about this big thing, you know, whatever. So, um, there's power in that, but it's not really my vibe with this friend. And so she was like, just like, Oh my God. Like I like, I'm noticing, like, I hear like, you know, this friend referred to you as like they, them, like, it, you know, and it's just fun. I don't know. I don't know. It's fun. I don't take it too serious. You know, I don't think I, I think, again, I have privileges that enable me to not take it seriously. But on top of that, just like me as a person at my core, it's fun not to take it seriously because coming out as queer, I took it so seriously. So coming out as non-binary, it's fun to just kind of just go with it. And again, but it's also been confusing because I figured it would be harder than it is. You know what I mean? Which is good to talk about because then other people might be able to be like, oh, it really isn't that difficult. It's really not that complex, you know? You can just be yourself. And I really hope that you feel that way, that M feels that way, Mark, all of our listeners, like just walk into a room and be yourself. That's it. Yes. And I would hope that if you're met with opposition, come from a place of contribution and believe that that opposition can change. Be a part of the rebellion and use your voice for good. That's so... Yes. That is probably the most important moral of Star Wars for me. Be a voice of good and believe that people can change. That's so incredibly important. Yeah. As queer people, I think we have to remember that, that people can change. We've got a long way to go still, but we've come oh, a really yeah. long way too. Yeah. You know, remember mm-hmm. those people that came before us who couldn't even come out. <laughs> I mean, there was a time yeah. where you... yeah 
couldn't come out. People still did, and they were out there. Well, still, and still, yeah, yeah, still people can't. People still can't come out, which is wild and just so sad. And I, I mean, not sad in a in a pejorative nope. way, but it's just it's important to remember. Yeah, it's like it's just also yeah. go visit Amidala Helps. Because this idea that teachers yes. will out their students or be forced to, like, is so it's incredibly horrifying. scary. Because if you listen, you yeah. know not – if you listen to us here, you've heard our stories. Not everyone is accepting as you might be. So if you're a parent who only right. sees, well, of course I'd want to know. One, do a better job with your child to know that they can go to you with those things. Even if they know they can go to you yeah. to those things, it's really damn hard. And respect their and boundaries. You know, they don't want to. Like, yeah, will, it's just yep, trust your child. Like you point. said, you said, I don't know if it was this yep. week or last week, but yeah, exactly. They will. They will. Yeah. When they're ready. It's not about you, mom or dad, yeah. brother or sister. It's not about you. Yeah. Teacher. Yeah. It's not about yeah. you. School system, senator. It's not about you. Also, all of you lawmakers, you're cowards to start doing that now. When the world is distracted with, with yeah. other things, I don't want to say bigger things, but other things, when there's worldwide problems going on, mm-hmm. you're an effing coward to start bringing it up now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that is aggressive, I, yeah. but that's how I feel. Don't oh, slip no, that stuff there. in. <laughs> don't slip it in. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. Yeah, so visit Twitter at Amidala <laughs> yes. Helps yep. and check out the GoFundMe because, yeah. <clears throat> Take my soapbox off. Thank you. So it's, incredibly much. I appreciate this more than you know. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty, your openness. Thank, thank you for you. being you. One final question. Where yes. do you see the future of Chase going in your last few years of your 20s? How do you see that? <laughs> 30 is great, my friend. 30. Oh, I can't wait. Great. I think 30-year-olds are like, hot mm-hmm. and confident and they don't give oh, a fuck t- and i look forward to that <laughs> 50 year olds are even hotter i have watched my husband i love who that. also listeners <laughs> thank you for everyone on peak milk because i have seen my husband grow and change in the last few years doing this of someone oh. who is always so concerned and i love this about him of how people perceive him because yeah. i know my husband took that and you did it for good and like built himself to be this really wonderful person. But I've watched this person start to give two zeros mm-hmm. <laughs> about everything. <laughs> it's like the Saturday Night Live lady. I'm 50 and I'm whatever. What did she say? What is it? Like, I'm 50 and I'm fabulous. Whatever. I'm 50, whatever, whatever, whatever yeah. that was. But that's what I see all the time. And Tom's like, I'm 50 and I don't care. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love you. Hell yeah. Good. Break that. It's awesome. And I know you'll be mad at me, Tom, but break those Catholic chains because they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, honey. Um, okay. So where do you see Chase going and how do you see that being reflected in your content that you make? Um. Well, thank you for the question. And also, I always struggle at saying thank you, like right before I end a podcast <laughs> as a guest. I'm always like, oh, by the, yeah, thank you for having you know. So I'll just say thank you so much <laughs> for allowing me to not only, you know, talk to you for one episode, but for two episodes and just hang out for as long as we've been able to hang out. Um, it's been so fun. And also, thank you for asking me to be a part of Pink Milk. 
and for allowing me to be a part of the team because it has been one of my favorite parts of my life. And also, you know, in smaller ways, just my favorite part of being a Star Wars fan. So I love all three of you so much. And thank you so much for the opportunity to be friends and be coworkers and colleagues. And so mm-hmm. thank you. Um, you know, okay, I see, I see, I want to get a lot better at what I want, uh, at I do, what I, what I do. I want to get better at what I do. Um, I want to have more fun doing it. And this all has been kind of, I feel like I have been doing those things. So I want to continue that momentum. And I just want, I don't know, I want to sort of embrace the fluidity that I've been discovering in my, in my identities over the past couple of years to transfer into different areas of my life and all areas of my life, just fluidity, good vibes, you know, apply that, that same fluidity to every other, every other corner, you know? Um, and I see that reflecting, I see that reflecting in that gay Jedi content and pink milk content in the way where like, we all can get more and more comfortable and confident in being who exactly who we are, right? I think that's always the MO. And I think on a personal level, um, my content creation, like when I go back and watch earlier videos and compare it to like, you know, one that came out this week, I'm like, wow, I feel like a lot more confident in who I am in in a in a moment in time, not just in like, you know, in a very specific moment in time. Um, and I feel like us four do that really well. And we're getting every, you know, every stream we get better at it. You know, I've always there's hiccups, but we're getting better at like being exactly who we are on an individual level, but also as a unit, also as like one entity, you know, that is like this, this, these four squares on a screen. Um, so I, I hope for more of that. <laughs> you know, I'm with you. You are so confident as a younger person that it has given me and built so much faith for me when I look at my boys. And if they are anywhere near where you are at how old you are, like oh. it has really inspired me. You have inspired me that my children's future is going to be like better. Oh. And I am so like, it's just, it has meant more to me than you will know because thank you because I don't hang out with a lot of other 20 somethings like any in my life anymore. And yeah. not that yeah. out of anything other yeah. than <laughs> I'm in my forties. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you, I, I just, you've really inspired me of what my children can be. And I, if they're an ounce of who you are, like I will know I did something really, really well. So I really have to say thank you to that. So thank you. Thank you. Where can people find you one last time? Thank you. Um, You can find me on YouTube. I'm that gay Jedi. You can find me here. Pink milk after dark Friday night live streams. You can find me um, on Twitter at underscore that gay Jedi. I also have a, a queer horror podcast called fear queers on, you know, anywhere you get your podcast beautiful beautiful thank you thank you and everyone uh next time all right drink up oh yeah drink up Thank you so, so much for listening to this conversation. Chase, I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you bring here. 
and most importantly, what you've given to me and to all of our listeners and all of your listeners. You're a true gift, and um, everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. So thank you, thank you, and thank you to all of you listening to this here podcast. While you're at it, if you could head on over to Spotify or uh, Apple iTunes, maybe both, leave us a five-star review there. That would be really, really helpful. And uh, if you're listening to this before Star Wars Celebration, let them know that you want us there on the podcasting stage. It really would help if they knew that our listeners would show up for us and uh, support us there. We're going to be heading there, fingers crossed. I can't wait to see a lot of you. I know uh, the rest of the team feels that way as well. And uh, use any extra pocket change or wallet change or bank accounts to uh, help our friends at Amidala Helps. Uh, We really, they really need it. We all really need it. We, as in all queer people, especially our youth, that um, I don't want to grow up in a similar time to what I grew up with and what some of our listeners grew up with. Keep fighting for a better future for those of us here in the now and for a better future to those who are coming after us. Because if you're listening to this, we're all Star Wars fans. And uh, isn't that what Star Wars is all about? Be part of the Rebel Alliance. Don't join the Empire. If you're listening to this, I'm, I don't think I'm speaking to any of you Empire people anyhow. But uh, until next week, uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, a parenting roundtable. We're going to have a couple other episodes with a whole lot of guests. And we're going to be talking about uh, being Star Wars parents. And I'm really looking forward to it. And I can't wait to hear back from all of you. So in the meantime, you can follow us on our socials at, uh, well, me on socials at Serving Pink Milk on Twitter, TikTok, and I'm back to Instagram. And until then, drink up.